Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, President and CEO of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. My fabulous co-host, the nonprofit ninja, Natalie Jablonski, is here today. In the house, specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources so they could achieve organizational greatness. We all want to receive and achieve organizational greatness. Yes, do we, not? we do. We do. And today, the best greatness is that this is a wine-on-one. Clink. Love it. Welcome to our wine-on-one, everyone. And today, I'd like to begin with a little cheer. Cheer. Bring me back to my grade school days of, of cheering. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? The president and CEO. No. <laughs> the volunteers. The volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> so this is for all of our great volunteers out there in the nonprofit land, uh, as well as all of our great board members. Remember, you're a volunteer as well. We appreciate you. And this is just a shout out to our nonprofits to remind them there's some simple things that we can do every day. Uh, that we can appreciate our volunteers as well as maybe you'd like to incorporate some sort of activities throughout your year to appreciate your volunteers. You know, they provide so much value to us. Mm-hmm. They are priceless and they don't ask for a lot in return. Mm-mm. In fact, some of them ask for nothing and ask you to be like, they're, they're like, really? I don't want anything. <laughs> I know. I know. And they'll say things like, Oh, don't write me a receipt. I know that costs money. Yeah. <laughs> they well, we'd get like it. to, we'd like to give you a shirt. No, no, save the shirt. I know that costs you money, uh, because they understand and we appreciate those volunteers even more than you know. But there's a lot of little things that don't cost a lot, things you can do to really bring value because it's not just about showing appreciation to your volunteers, but it's also inspiring others to volunteer. And oh, I exactly. think that's a big piece that people forget about. Uh, I often will tell donors, they'll say, Oh, no, you don't need to put my name on the plaque. Yes, but when other people see your name on the plaque and they say, I respect the Smith family, I'd like to be like the Smith family, I see the Smith family made a generous donation, I want to be like the Smiths. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like see, you know, see spot, see spot run, but <laughs> it really is that simple. And so when you are inspiring others, it's great to be able to have some opportunities to do that. So, Absolutely. So let's talk about some everyday perks, yes. simple things. So I think, I honestly think that the everyday stuff is far more important than the big party at the end of the year. Amen. So I think that the number one thing that nonprofits can do to show appreciation to their volunteers, um, other than donuts, um, is telling them thank you, being nice to them, being attentive, taking care of the details and the things that they need to get done, and providing comfortable chairs. You say comfortable chairs because I actually worked with an organization uh, in the capacity for helping them and con- doing some consulting work. And that one of the biggest complaints the volunteers had when I went to do an assessment was, well, they have us behind this one table and the table is like a bar height table, but they didn't have any bar height chairs. <laughs> so they all felt like little minions behind it. And they felt like every time someone came, they had to stand up mm-hmm. and they didn't like standing up. They just wanted a normal bar height chair to go yeah. with the bar sized table. A- that's what they wanted. They didn't want more fanciness and mm-hmm. more promo items and more fancy dinners. They they wanted a chair. I mean, that seems fair. Like most people just want to be comfortable. <sighs> I actually wrote in a grant one year, you know, we, we were doing kind of a total renovation of some areas, but I was like, the most important thing is the chairs. Like these people have their butts in these seats for an hour and a half. Yeah. They, they, their butts need to be comfortable. I agree. So. I agree. So ask yourself if, as a nonprofit, what are your volunteers doing and what tools are they using every day, which may look very simple, 
but it may make a big difference. You know, uh, pens are a great example. If you have people who are volunteers, they're writing thank you notes for you. Oh, my goodness, give them a pen that is actually easy to use, easy to write with. It makes sense for, especially if you have an older volunteer, it's thick enough that it doesn't give them, you know, cramps in their hands. It, Little things like a headphones, uh, if they're answering the phone for you, give them a headset if they want a Ooh, headset. That's nice too. Uh, very nice. Little things that we try to do, but. And it should be noted that pens can be easily stolen from any hotel conference room. <laughs> Not stolen, borrowed, uh, without the intent of giving it back. Sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Not that we're promoting theft in this particular episode, so I just want to make sure our, our attorneys are familiar with that. But you know what? You're right. It is the basics. It's mm-hmm. the coffee. Yep. And the water. Mm-hmm. And not saying you have to bring your own in. Yeah, that's, that's true. I know it sounds simple, but it is really huge. And if you have to go and buy your own coffee, it's like, really? I'm giving you my time, which is added up, and you can't give me a 49-cent cup of coffee and yeah. help me out a little bit? And I think that's mm-hmm. important. I think, obviously, there's people who will take advantage of every situation, and I know that. So you have to maybe, th- well, I'll give coffee to my volunteers, but my employees can't have it. And if you're really oh, having no. that kind of conversation, <laughs> you should probably look at your operational budget and do some strategic planning on why yeah. you can't afford to give your coffee I, I feel out. like there should almost never be a double standard for volunteers get this perk, staff does not get I this agree. perk, or I agree. vice versa. Absolutely, like, totally. If there's donuts, coffee, really if there's a consumable food yes. in the office, especially out for everybody to get, it should be for everybody. And you know, another complaint that I've heard before when working with organizations is the volunteers will work in that little section of or that department or that office, depending on what it is, and there'll be a potluck. Or some mm-hmm. sort of someone will come around and say, hey, we're all going to order from Panera. Everyone buying their own, but mm-hmm. do you want to order anything? Yeah. And they skip the volunteers. Ah, yeah. Especially if they're going to be over the lunch hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. Talk to them. Why not ask? Say, hey, I know you yeah. normally leave at noon, but mm-hmm. we're all ordering from Panera. Would you like to order with us mm-hmm. and stay for lunch? It's the fact that you're including them. I think that's the thing that we need to remember as well. Yeah. And actually, when so when they say no, a lot of times I still invite them to come eat your lunch with us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Absolutely. So So let's think a little bigger then. So we're going from the everyday little things that we can do to I've uh, heard lots of different conversation about volunteer events, volunteer appreciation, Mm -hmm. what that looks like, how do they do it. And I know volunteer month is coming up to Mm -hmm. celebrate. Right. So when we look at things like that, what type of activities are nonprofits doing? Are we having a big fancy recognition dinner? Are we having a lunch? Are we having a breakfast? And don't you think, Marjorie, it comes down to the culture of your organization? I think that's probably the biggest thing. And that's actually a really telling sign of the culture of your organization, of what kind of event you do. Um, Since I started doing our volunteer events a bazillion years ago, I've kind of made an effort to make sure that every couple of years we change it. So that it, you know, I, we, but it's the way it's always been done, Marjorie. Don't well, you fear that, so that factor? No, we never had that problem uh-huh. because it's never always been done that way. <laughs> so, you know, we've had the big dinners, we've had the brunch, we've had a breakfast, we've had lunch, we've had inside, outside, different locations. So that, uh, you know, the only thing that has really been a constant, I think, over the probably the past seven years has been we make a bookmark with a personalized individual bookmark, you know, that would say, you know, we have our theme and then your name would actually be written on your bookmark. So it's the little things. Personalization is a huge Mm -hmm. deal to me. And if someone takes the time to personalize anything, I'm always just in awe with it. So if you can bring that kind of personal touch to whatever you're doing with your donors uh, or with your uh, volunteers, I think uh, that's a big wow factor regardless. Because I know, I can hear some of my nonprofit mm-hmm. listeners out there, they're groaning, Nellie, we don't have a budget for that. That's the best thing about this particular thing is 
This is a publisher mail merge document that we print in color, and then we go laminate. I think for 200 volunteers, if this project costs us $20, we've done something wrong and maybe had to reprint or something. So it doesn't so cost a lot for it doesn't to mean a lot. lot. Exactly. That's, so, that's a great takeaway for all of us. And I have us. several that have collected them all, which I think is cool. <laughs> well, you know, and I think going back to the culture of the organization, if your volunteers naturally aren't all congregating at the same time, don't feel mm-hmm. like you have to bring them all together at once. Mm. And if that doesn't work for you, the small groups can be just as impactful. So you have 12 months out of the year, once a month at a certain time, whatever works best for your culture. Bring a small group of your volunteers together. I like that. And it's very intimate. It's a way for them to get to know each other, especially if they don't interact with each other a lot. Uh, it allows you to be able to have one-on-one personal time as a nice. CEO or maybe a few board members. And yes, it can involve food. No, it doesn't have to. It's up mm-hmm. to you. But also check with your board members. A lot of times board members want to be involved, but they're not sure how. Mm-hmm. And if they can host something in their home or maybe if they can host something in a third-party location, they're interested in helping out with that. So That's if fair. everyone takes on, you have 12 board members, 12 months, if everyone takes a month and say, yeah, we'll have 15 people in our home for yeah. whatever that might look like, then they also get a chance to go in a very intimate personal space. And I think that's nice too. I like that. The other thing I like is when you can involve your clients in some way in your Ooh. volunteer appreciation, whether it's you've got kids and the kids write thank you notes or you can actually have them there. You have adults and you can have the adults there. You know, some way for the volunteers to see the faces of the people that they're helping. Mm-hmm. And in some settings, you know, they're probably seeing these people each and every day. Maybe it's a mentoring program or maybe it's a um trying to think of other kinds of programs. But, you know, or an organization like mine where you you never see your clients. Right. Ever. So um it's hard to understand the, what they're doing today and the impact it has. Exactly. Out there. So bringing that making that impact really personal. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's always a good way to go, too. And last but not least, if you've listened to all these options and you're making notes and every time you look at it, you see a roadblock and say, we don't have the space, we don't have the time, we don't have the fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all sorts of creative ways just to make sure that sometime throughout the year on a very odd time when they're not expecting it, you say thanks. Mm-hmm. I've seen Valentines sent to volunteers, like which are so cute because <laughs> they're not expecting it. I've seen paint St. Patrick's Day. We're mm-hmm. lucky to have you as a volunteer oh. kind of using that theme. <laughs> I've seen the Easter holiday come around for Christian organizations Mm -hmm. where they talk about the importance of making sure that they look over 40 days into 40 days, a season of change. And we wouldn't be able to make the change we have without our volunteers. All right. So uh, I've seen 4th of July where we celebrate our independence. And as Mm -hmm. we think of celebrations, we couldn't help but think of our volunteers. So, I mean, think outside the box. If there is a holiday, a special, maybe an anniversary of your organization on the day it was founded or maybe Mm -hmm. the month it was founded. Um, those are great opportunities for you just to write a letter and put a stamp on it. And mm-hmm. if you do a few throughout each, you know, each month, if you wanted to, you can carry that over. And uh, I think it just makes a big deal of an impact whenever they get it. And yeah. if you can't afford anything at all, by all means, there's invited, there's things you can do through electronic mail. So That's true. send them an, you know, an e-card. Uh, create mm-hmm. an e-card, work with uh, what there's lots of free servers and services out there. Yeah, there's tons of those. And then the other thing that you can do, too, is, you know, if you you know, scribble something on your stationery and just hand it to them on their way out. I love that. You know, it does. Most of them will go, oh, he didn't make a stamp. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so. if you're like, I don't even know what to say, then that means that you need to go to 501 Crossroads <laughs> and look back on our thank you notes mm-hmm. episode. It'll give you a simple, easy way to write a thank you note. Uh, you should be able to be very successful in your journey. But by all means, uh, on behalf of Marjorie 
and myself and the wine we drink, we toast Cheers. to our volunteers and we thank you for all you do for all of our nonprofits out there. Cheers. And thank you all of you for listening to 501 Cross- Crossroads. 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studio of Mind's Eye. It is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Chaplonsky. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer, and he makes us sound good in the end. Thanks, Mike. And you can listen to Mind's Eye, or to 501 Crossroads on Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you like. But as long as you're listening, why don't you go over and subscribe to us and leave some comments and just let other people know that you're listening to this so maybe they can listen to this. Um, you can find, find 501 Crossroads on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.